Welcome to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast, where we share practical life hacks, shortcuts, designed to shape your best life and business in the least amount of time. I'm your host, David Ubita. Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs starts right now. Hey, welcome back to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast, where we share practical life hacks to shape your best life and business in the least amount of time. My name is David Ubita. I'm your host. Our next guest went from war-torn Kosovo to owning several businesses, controlling over $6 million in real estate at the age of 24. Her name is Linda Batici, and we'll dive into her story when we return. Hey guys, if you're a B2B company that can handle 10 to 15 more quality appointments every single month, then go to davidubita.com today. Me and my team specialize in helping B2B companies generate quality appointments and increase sales with LinkedIn and email. The best part is we have a 30-day money-back guarantee if we can't help you. So if you're a B2B company and you can take on more quality appointments so that you can grow your business, then visit davidubeda.com today. That's D-A-V-I-D-U-B-E-D-A.com. Hey, Linda. Hi, David. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. Thank you for joining us here on the podcast, the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. You're very Guys. welcome. Thank you for having me. No, it's it. Believe me, the honor is all mine. I, I can't wait to uh, have you share your story with our listeners, guys. Those of you on the podcast today are in for a real treat. Uh, I promise you, once we are done, you're going to love her as much as I do. Uh, those of you know uh, on the podcast that uh, as a professional speaker and CEO um, uh, and coach to CEOs, it. I normally speak into people's lives and challenge them and inspire them, etc. And when the script is flipped, it is really a beautiful thing. And listening to Linda's story uh, not only has inspired me, but just I had to share the story with you guys on um, some of her humble beginnings and yet what she's been able to achieve in such a, a small amount of time. So Linda, without any further delay, again, thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, share would you, uh, where you come from originally and how you wound up in Canada? Yes, for sure. So I originally was born in a country called Kosovo, so it's the eastern part of Europe. We grew up in this very small village. Uh, it was very poor. We lived in a very poor house. The roof would always leak when it rained, and we didn't have beds. We slept on the concrete floor, uh, barely with any food or you know clean water or anything to really wear. So at the time, there was a war that was happening ongoing for about two years. So my family and I did have to relocate and walk several days and sometimes even months to just relocate from different places. We lived in the forest at one time. And then uh, finally, we found a safe spot where they were actually 
taking people in and bringing them to Canada. So Canada, thankfully, opened their arms up for us and took us in as refugees, which I will forever be grateful for. So we came to Canada. We lived in Quebec for a whole year, and then we came to London. And I've been in London ever since, London, Ontario. So I, when we came to London, we moved in this two-bedroom apartment building. And it was amazing because it was very structured. It was very safe and, you know, a wonderful room. We were very grateful to be there. But, however, my, my father was mentally ill. And we, we were very grateful to be in Canada, but we were still kind of struggling as a family. And my father was, again, mentally ill, and he would be very controlling. And that's just how he was raised back home. So he kind of brought that with him to us. And he would uh, he was very aggressive. He would be mentally, physically, and sexually abusive towards my mother and I. So I did have to deal with that, unfortunately, for a very, very long time, for about, I want to say, uh, about 13 or 14 years. So we lived in the two-bedroom house for about 12 years, 12 to 13 years. And uh, my father was a hoarder, so he took the one big room all to himself and put it, you know, put junk in there. And then my mother and my four younger brothers and I had to sleep all in one bedroom for, for 12 to 13 years, which was hard for us. And uh, so that's what we kind of had going on for that amount of time. And then we finally moved into this uh, duplex sort of house. And it was nicer. I had my own room, which was amazing. And my brothers had their own room. (laughs) And we were just very happy and grateful. However, my father was still the same. He was still mentally, physically, and sexually abusive towards my mother and I. It never stopped. And uh, finally, my mother and I planned things out and she had the courage to finally leave my father so we could have a better life and not be so controlled and not be so worried and scared every single day. So we moved, we just kind of grabbed our stuff that we packed our day before. We told all the kids and we just left and we went to a women's shelter for about two whole months. My father obviously went to uh, prison for a couple months just to hold him there to, until they figured out everything and what's going on. So we had court and all that stuff. You know, it's just a lot of drama. But uh, that really destroyed me mentally. And I struggled so much from that. I was such an angry person. However, I couldn't bring that anger out around him because I would get disciplined for that if I did. But once I left my father, I all that anger just kind of shone out of nowhere. And I started being angry to other people. I started being rude to other people. I started drinking. I was an alcoholic. I started at the age of about 15, 16. And, um, and then I started doing drugs. And this was all on my own. It wasn't like socially. I didn't go to parties and do this. How I did do that, but I, I mostly did it by myself in my room. So I was very you know, mentally destroyed by that, of what happened in the past. And I always kind of had that, had that uh, depressed kind of mindset. And I I had the mindset that I couldn't do anything in my life with my life, because my father always put me down. So I was just, that was just me for about, I want to say, I think, three, four years. And I just told myself I had this huge mental breakdown and I told myself this is enough. I can't live like this and I need to do something with my life. So I decided to go to school for nursing and I had three jobs, two or three jobs. I think while I was in school, I had the two jobs and the summer I had three jobs. So I was a, I was a hustler pretty, at a pretty young age 
and I started working three jobs. I started going to school. Uh, however, I couldn't see myself being a nurse more than about five years. So I met this investor that was in real estate uh, while I was in school, and he opened my eyes up to a whole new opportunity, a whole new world I never even knew existed. And I always had the mindset of I, that I, I just knew I wanted something more. I just had no idea how to get there. I never thought I could actually do it. So when I met this guy, he showed me the ropes. He kind of taught me what he was doing. He took me around his properties to take a look at them. And I was so intrigued and I was so inspired by it that I just took action and decided to educate myself. So I started reading books and I started reading, I started going to seminars. I started surrounding myself around wealthy people and positive people, and that totally did it for me. I changed my whole mindset in such a short amount of time, and that was just because I knew I wanted more. So when you know you want something, it's easy for you to change. So that's how I went about doing that, and I purchased my first income property at the age of 20 years old, and... uh, I think I purchased actually two properties at the age of 20 and then 21 I kind of went crazy and purchased like six seven in that year with that with that one investor that I mentioned earlier so we partnered up and we kind of just built this huge empire so I now have about 6.5 million dollars in, in assets and real estate and I have a couple online businesses that are doing very well as well and now I'm kind of dedicating my life to coaching other people and giving back. And I want to, you know, give back to the people that don't have much like I didn't have much when I was uh, back home. I want to help people in poverty, build schools, jobs, um, and whatever they really need to kind of have a better life because I know there's more than that. So uh, that's kind of what I'm dedicating my life to now. And it's been a very long and successful journey. I'm I'm very proud of myself, and I feel like I've accomplished so much in such a short amount of time. I think it's going to be about three years now, almost, since I started this journey. So, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> so, guys, those of you on the call, Linda, how old are you now? I'm 24 years old. And you have you control over six million dollars worth of real estate, and have other online businesses. So, guys, yeah. those of you on the call, do you remember what you were doing when you were 24 years old? <laughs> For me, <laughs> I was not uh, controlling any real estate at 24 years old. Um, you know, things are different, obviously, uh, now that we're older and run businesses, et cetera. But I, I, as you guys can see, Linda is the anomaly. She's got an amazing story. You heard a young lady who went through some really jacked up, stuff and now is no longer sleeping on the floor. Uh, tell us, uh, there was an accomplishment that, um, that I'm so proud of you of and something that you had mentioned in one of our previous conversations mm-hmm. that you were working towards and yes. you eventually did it. That was when you were able to get a place for your family. Tell us about that. Yes. Yeah, so my family, as I mentioned before, we've lived in an apartment building for the longest time. And when we finally moved into that duplex, we only stayed for about eight months and then we had to leave. So after that, we were placed into the low-income, very unsafe neighborhoods. And that was very hard for my mother. And that was hard for me, knowing that she was there, too, with my family. 
knowing that that's a very negative environment and an unsafe environment. So my goal, and this wasn't really when we left my father, my goal was always to get my mother and my family a house, um, more of my family, so they can have a safe place to live in. So that was always one of my goals, and recently I have achieved that goal. So I finally, uh, this was actually one of my properties I purchased the second year of being in real estate. So I decided to move my family into that house, and they love it. They all have their own rooms, and it's very, it's very nice in there. It's very nicely renovated. They have a huge backyard. So they're very, very happy, and that's just one of many goals that I'm going to accomplish. But that was one of my, my biggest and the, the most that made me feel very good inside to accomplish. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what was that like when you finally sealed the deal on that transaction and knew that this was uh, going to be for for your family. Walk us through uh, some of those emotions. It was, uh, it was, uh, my emotions were kind of all over the place because when I saw it, I was like, right away, right away. And, and I knew it was an income property, but right away, my first instinct was my mom's going to love this place and I'm going to move her in here when it's ready or when I'm ready to move her in because I don't want her to deal with expenses. So I did have a, a uh, family move in there at first, and then my mother moved in. But when I purchased the the property, I just, afterwards, I, it felt so, so good. And I, I kind of did tear up a little bit because I knew in a, sh- a very short amount of time that they were going to move in here. And, you know, my mother's always wanted a house. She does never ask for anything. And all she's wanted was just a nice, stable house. And that was just very emotional for me. So when I finally moved her in there, of course, it was just beyond emotional. So it, it felt really good. Wow. Yeah, it, it's amazing when we have these goals, especially mm-hmm. when it's uh, for someone that uh, that we value, someone that we love. It could be a parent, mm-hmm. like another, whatever the case is. Uh, when we are able to give back uh, in a small way for all the contributions that they've made into our lives. Uh, it certainly is an emotional time, one, one that uh, just so much, you know, full of so much gratitude uh, yeah. because of, again, their endless sacrifice. Um, so these days things are different. And you are continuing to invest in real estate. What's your goal in real estate? What uh, is there a cap? Is there a, is there a number you're trying to reach in terms of assets? No, there's no no specific number. I'm always looking to grow. When I reach my goals, I make new goals, and I continuously grow on those goals. I I don't have like a set number or anything like that. So right now, what I'm really focused on since the market is extremely hot here in London, Ontario, and the surrounding areas everything has been going up in value. So all my single family, well, all of my properties have been going up in value. So what I was, what I'm planning to do is uh, selling some of those properties, my single family homes, since they don't make me as much as the larger ones. I'm going to take out that equity and kind of liquidate that and just use that money for an apartment building. Because one of my other really big goals is to get a really large apartment building or just kind of a, a, um, a, a franchise as well, just stuff like that. But right now, my goal is to, is to get a, an apartment building. The largest property I have right now is a 10-plex. So I am aiming for about a 30-unit apartment building right now. Very nice, very nice. So 
the next step, uh, okay, so as an entrepreneur, what would you say has been the most important strategy that you've learned in the process uh, of your evolution, of your growth? Because, I mean, you were working three jobs. You were most likely didn't have much direction. I think you had mentioned at one point that you mm-hmm. were nursing, right? Yes. And then now you're, you know, you're a boss. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so how, how does one make that transition? What, what would you say has been the most important uh, strategy or principle for you? Honestly, for me, it would be always being positive, always staying positive. There's so many people that bring you down. There's so many people that tell you you can't do something. And honestly, that they're just talking about themselves. They're not saying that you can't do it. It's just they know they can't do it, so they tell you you can't. But for me, it's it's positivity and it's, because everyone has doubts. Everyone has those days where they want to give up. I've had many, many of those days. Uh, but it's important for me to always stay focused and, and focus on my end goal. Where do I want to be 10, 15 years from now? And that motivates me so much. And that's the most important thing for me because real estate, it's, it's, I, I believe that it's harder than school. School, you know, you have a teacher tells you to do something and you do it. And there's nothing wrong with school, by all means. I'm not saying that there is something wrong with it. But uh, for me, real estate and owning your own businesses, I feel like it is quite a little more challenging because there's so many things that co- can go wrong and there's so many things that can put you down and can put you in that mindset where you want to give up. And a lot of people do, but it's so important to stay focused and stay positive and motivated. Uh, so that's, that was the most important part for me. It's just to always be motivated or keep myself motivated and stay positive and focused. How does one do that, considering background that you unfortunately had to go through? Because I remember during this call, Mm -hmm. some of the conversations we've had, that you were you considered yourself a very negative person. So how does one flip that switch to all of a sudden going from depressed to drinking to now, hey, let's take over the world? Yeah, it's it's a huge transition, but. Like I mentioned before, I always had that kind of drive in me that I wanted something more. So I did always have kind of that mindset, but I was still very, very negative. So how I transitioned was I started when I started meeting new people, like the right types of people, the people that are, were wealthy and very positive, and I started going to these seminars. These were like totally different people to me. They were so positive, almost too positive for me at the time. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. So I started surrounding myself around those types of people and I just became positive. I just, my mindset changed and I wanted more and I, I knew my purpose in life was to give more and to help other people. So when I was constantly around those types of positive people, I wanted to be positive and I started to be positive and I started to write my goals down because it's, it's hard to keep yourself motivated. So one of the things I do is Every single morning when I wake up, I go straight to my vision board, and my vision board is 10 to 15 years from now, what I want to accomplish within now and then. So I look at that first thing in the morning, and automatically it it puts me in a positive mindset. And then I also do my yearly goals, which puts me in a positive mindset. And one of the biggest things that I also do is listen to motivational speeches, and uh, I also read motivational books as well. So I think for me transitioning to becoming more positive was more surrounding myself around positive people and people that I wanted to be like in the future. 
So that was that was kind of how I transitioned, and that's how I keep myself motivated. Yeah, totally. One of the practices that I teach my uh, my clients, uh, which incorporates making sure that you're taking in the right information, is a process called mythologizing yourself, and mm-hmm. that's when you know we understand and I you know, kind of locate who we are and how we're showing up, and then work on a process to create that new persona mm-hmm. and work towards becoming that individual to the point where then you are that individual, which yeah. is usually very different, night and day different yeah. from the person that uh, you were at one time. So that reminds me, what you just explained reminds me of that whole process where we take on, uh, take in uh, very intentionally specific information there are specific practices daily that we incorporate, uh, and it's it's a it's a commitment to finally saying, hey, you know what, enough's enough. Who I am mm-hmm. right now is not working, and if I want to make a difference in the world, if I want to become a business owner or or uh, leave some type of a legacy, then I need to change. Yes. So, what's next for Linda? So, what's next? Like I mentioned, I do have so many goals. I have, I would say, pretty large goals for myself. So, right now, I am focused on uh, acquiring these apartment buildings, and uh, I am also involved in the online businesses. So, I am working towards real estate and my online businesses right now. That's what I'm mostly focused on to growing that and kind of building like a a massive empire with that. And I'm also trying to get into public speaking as well, just to share my story and to motivate other people since I do know there's so many people that were in the same position as me, but don't know what to really do. So uh, I'm really focused on the motivational speaking uh, in, in terms of that as well. But as for the future, I, I do want to build this huge organization, and I know it's going to take me years, uh, but I do want to build this huge organization where 100% of other people's profits go straight towards countries that are in poverty, and I want to build jobs and schools and houses for those people. Because like I mentioned, I was one of them, and I know how it feels to not have anything, and it was crappy. And I, I know that a lot of those people, that's all that they know, but I know there's more to life than that. So I want to change their life permanently in some way and not just temporarily. So my long-term goal would be to build that organization, and I need tons of money for that, obviously. So that's why I'm sort of you know, focused on real estate and online businesses and any other opportunities that come my way. I'm always open to them as well. But my long-term goal and what I'm striving for is that organization company. That is fantastic. So as we wrap up this conversation, um, and guys, those of you listening, if you're not inspired, two things will be will happen right now. Either you're inspired or you're pissed off. It's one of the two because <laughs> 24 years old, <laughs> I cannot see this stuff. It's like, holy Batman, this is, this is craziness. So, okay. So as we wrap up this call, what's one thing, one life hack, one shortcut that you would tell our entrepreneurs uh, to incorporate in their game, if they haven't already, to help them move to the next level? What would be one thing you would tell them? Hmm. 
One thing I would tell them is to surround yourself with the, around the right types of people, people that have what you want in life. A lot of people tend to take advice from other people that don't have what they want, and they listen to those people. So, and I used to be like that. I used to listen to people that don't have what I wanted. But when I started listening to the advice from entrepreneurs where their life is the, the life that I wanted, I started to incorporate that into my daily life. And I saw that as motivation. And uh, that's just, for me, it's very important to just surround yourself around the right types of people. And I, that's the best advice that I could give you guys is to do that. And also just to write your goals down as well. A lot of people don't do that. Write your yearly goals, monthly goals, daily goals, weekly goals. That will help you accomplish your long-term goals step by step. And it's a process. And just don't rush into things either. Thank you so much, Linda, for for being an absolute rock star and for inspiring me. And I know many of the listeners that are listening to this episode today. And guys, um, I know that you have a website coming up pretty soon. Isn't that right, Linda? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you want to share that website, uh, or where where do you you're on Instagram? Can you share your your social media yeah. handles? Yeah. So my Facebook is just. My name, Linda Batucci, I have a Facebook page, and I just upload daily there motivational and educational content. So it's just Linda, L-I-N-D-A. And then my last name is a little difficult, B-Y-T-Y-Q-I. That's my Facebook page. That's my also my Instagram account page. That's also my YouTube page. And uh, my website is just going to be, again, my first and last name dot com. So that website should be up at the end of this month, hopefully. And uh, I'm coming out with courses as well, real estate courses for beginners and advanced real estate courses and all different types of courses to help people out as well on the website. Linda, again, thank you for joining us here on Lifehack for Entrepreneurs. Hey guys, if you're a B2B company that can handle 10 to 15 more quality appointments every single month, then go to davidubita.com today. Me and my team specialize in helping B2B companies generate quality appointments and increase sales with LinkedIn and email. The best part is we have a 30-day money-back guarantee if we can't help you. So if you're a B2B company and you can take on more quality appointments so that you can grow your business, then visit davidubeda.com today. That's D-A-V-I-D-U-B-E-D-A.com. Hey, thank you for listening to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast, where we share practical life hacks to shape your best life and business in the least amount of time. My name is David Ubita. I'm your host, and I've loved every minute of sharing this episode with you. Hey, listen, if you'd like to be considered as a guest for future episodes, make sure to email our team at podcast at davidubita.com, and we would love to hear from you. Make sure to visit our Facebook page at Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast right now and share your thoughts about about the best episode you've heard thus far. And make sure to share this episode with someone else. This would also inspire. Until next time, continue to grind, grow, and give.